Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Uh, everything's under control, situation normal. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. You like? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're here. Are you there? Oh, everyone. Yeah. We're good. Hi. Hello, everybody. Really Welcome to episode 110. That is 110 of Yes Have Some Podcast. It's a double header. That's a baseball reference. I was wondering. <laughs> Were you? That looks like That's a where they play two games back to back. Oh, okay. It, hey, it is wild. Whoa. It is a wild thing. That I, I am interested in that. Um, Jake. Yeah. What are you drinking, brother? You're my uh, brother now. I'm- I'm drinking a root people, beer. I call people brother. I like Hulk Hogan. Hey, brother Jake. Yeah, that's funny. Brother, drinking, drinking a root beer. Cool. Drinking what a, brand? Oh. What's your brand of uh, choice? Well, I'm good with any kind of root beer. This is an A&W because that's what they had. I try – Um, this is actually my first soda in a few weeks here. Uh, I just wanted some root beer. Dude, Um, I don't know if you have It's a good choice. They used to have like the A&W fast food restaurants. Here. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, the uh, they have like a fireplace on the inside. Is that true? In in the one in Ohio that I went to did as a kid, <laughs> and I thought it was very cool. Uh, also, you could get your root beer from the tap. Yeah, the root beer directly from the fucking spricket, sprocket, whatever that is. Tap the tap, like obviously. I try to give it a new word. It is delicious. I love root beer. I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, so good job, Abby. Yeah. What's your opinion of root beer? I love root beer. Um, I was at a wedding like engagement recently and there was a a party at a brewery and i got a root beer yeah it was good it was like a special artisanal craft craftsman style root beer it was delicious our cats are making very strange noises looks very scared i can't hear because i have headphones on Um, everything all right everything's fine they're fine well listen everybody welcome to episode 110 yes have some podcast we have a traditional fuck budget all lined up for you before we get started, we did want to let everybody know that you can find us on social media at YHS Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Yes Have Some Cast. And of course, the official discussion group for Yes Have Some Podcast is Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Don't make me tell them. I'm not. Okay. It's fine. They'll never find it. Go to Facebook, search Yes Have Some Podcast Group Therapy. Make sure you join. It is a private group. And once you get accepted, you will be able to talk about all your favorite movies, TV shows, toys, posters, and all that kind of stuff. And of course... We just launched Patreon, patreon.com slash yes, have some. Anybody in the $10 or tier more 
Uh, $10 or more tier, I should say, gets in on the bonus episodes. We just released our first one, covered Ninja Turtles 3 in depth. We went over all that in the last episode, but it was a ton of fun, and we have a ton of more bonus content coming, and uh, I'm excited about it. I'm still excited about it. I've been excited about it all day. I'm excited to get those mugs. Ooh, spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, cool. Are y'all ready for the fuck budget? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Mother, mother, fuck, fuck, fuck. Dude, Kevin Smith. Yeah. He, what? Hollyweed. Have you, so Hollyweed was great. It's great. Um, and did you see the news that, uh, this is not part of the fuck budget, but he's, he's teasing that he just wrote, uh, a movie for a major property and he says it's the biggest thing he's ever worked in. And people have like this giant guessing game going on. And what what is this major property Kevin Smith's going to be working on? He has said it is not Star Wars or Star Trek or Marvel or DC. So that kind of eliminates a lot of major properties. Yeah. Um, what if it's the Chronicles of Narnia? I mean, it might be. Maybe. You, you never Probably know. Not, but why not? I could see Kevin Smith be like, "No, man, I'm not like totally religious and whatnot, but uh, I grew up a Catholic." And like, "Fuck, I want to see a talking lion." Uh, that's my new Kevin Smith impression. Is that pretty good? Yeah. Uh, no. Was that good? Uh, does the lion talk in that movie? Yeah, every animal talks yeah, in Narnia. Yeah. Well, Aslan. sorry, I don't know what a wardrobe Aslan. is. Aslan. I grew up saying Aslan, but Aslan? I think it's Aslan. Yeah, Aslan. I, I, we pronounce it Aslan. Aslan. <laughs> Aslan. Aslan. Um, so um, I don't know. I I guess it could be Ghostbusters. It's probably not. It's probably something that no one's even. Maybe it's the new Matrix movie. Who the fuck knows? But uh, yeah, it could be anything. You know what? Kevin Maybe Smith... it's fucking. What if it's Bill and Ted three? Whoa! You know what? Kevin Smith almost died last year, and he didn't. And we're happy about that. And I'm excited for him because he seems excited. And I, I love Kevin it's Smith. Bill and Ted three. It's well, that movie's already written. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it. I don't think it's Bill and Ted. No, because it's not that. He said that it is definitely the biggest budget thing he's ever would be working on if it moves forward. So you True. think major properties. It's not Bill and Ted. It's yeah. not Bill and Ted. No. Report, wait, that would be a really fucking backwards world. Reports, <laughs> new Bill and Ted to have $200 million budget written and directed by Kevin Smith. Like, no, that's not real. That can't be real. Um, all right, fuck budget. The fuck budget is the fun segment we like to do where we talk about five different topics in movies and toys, things like that that we love. And uh, Abby and Jake have an allocation of 10 fuck bucks each, and they have to properly spend those fuck bucks. We have an allowance. They have an allowance. What did I say? An allocation. That's the same thing. Kind of, yeah. I think the word allowance... Should we dissect it? Should I just stop? No. Okay. Continue. Jake, what do you prefer, allowance or allocation? (laughs) We're just going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's okay. Earlier today, I was doing a bunch of Christian comedy for Abby. I have this theory that I could be the world's biggest Christian comedian. Just putting it out there. It's pretty good. It's I wrote a couple good. jokes for him. All right, cool. Um, moving on. Jake and Abby each get 10 fucks to spend. They get five topics to spend them on. They got to spend those fucks wisely because if they don't, what happens if we don't? They're all then we're just, fucks. Then we're just out of fucks. Abby sings her song. Mala fucks. I'm so fucked without you. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. No, the porg noise happens again. Ah, ah, 
That's what's going to happen. God, I'm reduced to nothing more than just a sound effects machine. Well, we couldn't afford a real one. <laughs> so we just so you got this, you guys. Yeah. I hope you I like it. I just want to hear like, like, it's I'm so like, good. so, and then I said to her, nice dress, lady. All right, cool. So what we're going to do is five topics. We're going to break them down. Topics that we haven't covered yet. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yep. Number yep. one, the James Gunn situation. Oh. oh! There is a lot to this. A lot has happened since we've last... Uh, Jesus Christ. What uh, the fuck is happening? To catch mm-hmm. everybody up, if as if you didn't know, um, some super, like, super right-wing trolls who are mad about left-wing things started digging through James Gunn's old tweets, and they found a bunch of uh, tweets that he had about... Uh, children, like uh, pedophile jokes and things like that. Kind of unsavory stuff uh, from 12 years ago that uh, he's already apologized in the past before. Obviously, James Gunn's quite a different person than he was 10 years ago. I think most of us are. Lord knows I wouldn't want to deal with Craig of 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Me neither. Yeah, fucking Yeah, Abby 10 years ago wouldn't have been podcasting. So um, Disney did the right thing by just taking a step back, letting cooler heads prevail and really do a long investigation into what uh, the, the... No, that's not what fucking happened. They just fired James Gunn. Disney fired James Gunn immediately from Guardians of the Galaxy 3, let him go of his directing duties. The movie's already written. They did not indicate whether or not they were going to uh, keep using that script. But basically, it's really fucked. It's completely fucked up. Since then, the Guardians of the Galaxy cast... In a, in a show of unity, uh, drafted a letter and all signed it, basically every major member of the cast, in support of his reinstatement, including Chris Pratt. Uh, the, the, the only Chris. <laughs> the, yeah. And then Chris Pratt supports James Gunn, and apparently Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth unfollowed James Gunn on Twitter because that's, that's how people deal with their problems. You unfollow people. Uh, the whole thing's really fucked up. I've been super bummed about it. When it comes to James Gunn getting fired... Possibly being rehired, but as of right now, it hasn't happened. Jake, how many fucks do you give? I gave it two fucks. Um, it's all very exhausting. Uh, I think maybe I, I don't want to. I don't want to judge anybody who's like on either side of this. And as far as the 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 two Chris's unfollowing him, um, that's probably. That that's usually your 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 instant reaction when somebody is um, outed for something or accused of some sort of you know allegations or something. Usually, like that that's you're like okay, you, it, it we're we're living in kind of a world where you instantly believe that thing. You know, no matter who says it, if somebody is accused of something. Damage is done. They did it, no matter whether they did or not. You know what I mean? So guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I they could they could have unfollowed him, not knowing the whole story or without reading. Who cares? I mean, I don't care that they unfollow. Whatever. But the fact that like he he was fired for some jokes he made ten years ago. Like so, first of all, um. Disney knows he made those jokes. They they knew before they were pointed out. Disney knows that James Gunn got his start making uh, Tromeo and Juliet, which is fucking insane if you've ever seen it. Like, 
it's a trauma film. And if you don't know what trauma is, like, just go look up, just go Google it, look up a couple trailers. The fucking trauma films are gross. Mm -hmm. They're disgusting. They're like the, like the worst, like toilet humor. Now I enjoy a good trauma movie. I'm not saying this is bad about trauma, but I'm just saying like, they are known for being offensive and like, it's just, that's, that's what, that's what trauma is. And, um, that's where James Gunn got to start. He made some jokes. Yeah. Maybe they're not funny. Like maybe, maybe we look at those jokes, uh, 10 years into the future and we're like, ah, those aren't, maybe those aren't the jokes you should be making. But also like comedy is subjective. Some people find that, that funny and comedians get on stage every day and tell hugely offensive jokes. Uh, and, and it's fine because they're comedians. You know what I mean? It's like they get a pass for telling offensive jokes constantly, but we're going to take somebody who said something offensive 10 years ago and fire them from like the biggest franchise that's happening right now. That seems fucking crazy to me. Yeah, it does, Jake. It seems crazy to me too. Are we? Am I giving my fucks? Well, whatever. We what? What yeah, do you guys? I mean, well, Jake, how se- many fucks did you give again? Just so two. I gave it two. You gave it two. Okay. I give this seven fucks. I went is... on a little bit of a thing there. <laughs> no, I, I liked I, your I, thing. I would. I would have gave it more, but I, I wanted to try to evenly d- do some distribution this week. Yeah, so, no, uh, I feel you on that. Um, so when wait, I saw that this was the first seven. Yeah, I give it seven fucks. It's probably the most I've ever given to any. It's probably it deserve. It, I mean, and it deserves. Seven yeah. Hours. I mean, I I wrote down I wouldn't be I wouldn't be podcasting if it wasn't for James Gunn and for Guardians of the Galaxy because that was the first movie that kicked off like my obsession. Like after I quit drinking and really started to be the person that I am now, that was the first movie that I realized like that something could move me like that emotionally and that I could connect that closely with the characters and it just pisses me the fuck off because James Gunn has gone through such a growth period in his life and you can tell because he's referenced that that like 10 years ago he was in a different place and from things that I've read about um, him talking about his childhood and the environment that he grew up in in the town there was a lot of like shit there was like priests that were molesting kids and shit that was fucked up I'm not saying I know everything about his childhood or and I'm not going to go into like personal things of my own but if you come from some fucked up traumatic shit you have more of a likelihood of making jokes about it in order to cope with it at some point in your life in order to deal with that pain so if 10 years ago he was making off-color jokes that to him made him laugh in some way and what that's first of all that's 10 years ago let's look at guardians of the galaxy as like the standard of who he is as a person now, because that movie is all about redemption and family and coming together for a cause. And like that, that I'm I'm sure we've all read it. I know I did. Sean Gunn put out like, um, was a really long Instagram post about it. And it just echoed everything that I was thinking when I heard about the situation where it's like, (sighs) that movie touched me and it made me feel like there was, there's people out there that, that care about me. It had so much heart and it made me want to write and, and share my thoughts and like watch other things like it. And it filled a huge void in my life and that's fucking special. And to have that person who created that thing just taken away and just taken down, especially by a piece of shit 
who's just got political reasons behind it. It felt like there was no justice in the goddamn world. I got really upset when I heard this information. I really couldn't make jokes about it or think about it. And I'm very, very grateful. Literally last week, I, I before we recorded, I remember I signed um, the petition because, and I don't think petitions ever get anything, but this was something in particular that I was like, anything I can do to literally throw in and and sway or change this, I would like to do because- Just to chime in real quick and I'll, I'll go back to you because I know you feel very passionate about it. Um, petition, the, the, the change.org stuff hardly ever means anything. The James Gunn petition- Last time I checked, it was over 300,000 signatures or somewhere around that. And that specific petition has been cited in every single article from every major news outlet about this story. It doesn't so, mean they're going to remake The Last Jedi, but... It, no, this is a little sorry. bit different. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, there's, like, there's like Star Wars fans like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, our petition works. First we're going to get James Gunn behind, then we're going to get rid of Rose. Fix the porn. <laughs> you know, yeah, because... because should have known who Admiral Hoda was. Uh, uh, no, thank you. I, hey, that's thank my you. favorite voice you've ever done. <laughs> it's not even like anybody specific. specific. <laughs> that is my, it sounds so it's, South Park. Okay. <laughs> so it's my Mad About Last Jedi guy. Mad About mm-hmm. Last Jedi. And, and another thing, it just wasn't right for, 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 for that to happen to Luke because look, I love Luke and like, he should be, he should be so sad all the time. <laughs> they took our germs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this though because so you guys remember growing up in the 90s like every day i don't want to speak for you remember dead baby jokes people would make jokes about dead oh babies yeah, yeah 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 it was like, like a, there was like a website yeah that was, was just like deadbabyjoke.com yeah how many people in your life have you met that have met a dead ba- made a dead baby joke have killed a baby right yeah. right the the entire notion that you can equate somebody's words to their actions. Like, hmm. if somebody says, I don't like James Gunn... <laughs> hold on. If somebody says, I don't like James Gunn's tweets about pedophilia, I think they're offensive, he should be fired. That's one thing, that's their opinion. But a, the overwhelming majority of Twitter was going, oh my God, Disney hired a pedophile. That is the most insane... And also, being a racist is different than being a pedophile. I know a lot of people that I think are probably racist. Are we I talking met- about this versus like the Roseanne comments? Because yes. that always gets brought up. Also, Roseanne said that recently. Fucking James Gunn said this shit 10 years ago. 12 years James ago. James Gunn had his entire fucking cast stand up for him. Those Including are people- Chris Pratt, who's the closest thing to Jesus Christ that we have on this earth. <laughs> the cl- Chris Pratt is closest to Jesus in that cast. Uh, no, 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 no. His whole cast stood up for him. Men and yeah. women who work for this man, who love him as a person, as a brother, who've as a been son. working, who've been working with, him. and yeah. it's not like they have been working with him for. I don't remember how long ago it's been since the I first mean, Guardians came yeah, out at this point. It's but been it's five been or six good, years, and yeah. mm-hmm. not one 
cast member on The Roseanne Show stood up for that fucking piece of trash. So all I'm going to say is that if you don't like what James Gunn said, fine. If you think it's offensive, you have every right to be offended. If you think that he should get fired and doesn't deserve that job, I don't agree with you. But if you're calling him a pedophile, you're a fucking moron. You are mm-hmm. a fucking yeah. idiot if you equate... Because, you know what? They also attacked Michael Ian Black this week. They're going after Sarah Silverman because she has a bunch of jokes that are... And also the people are like, well, James Gunn's not a comedian. Like, shut up. It's not up for you to say, like, well, comedians can make these jokes. But, like, that... Shut up. You sound dumb. I just wish people would think before they reacted. And I think the biggest thing of all this, and Abby, I'm really glad you spoke passionately about this, is that, like, those movies, the Guardians movies, have done more positive for people than a couple off-color tweets could ever harm anybody. Yeah. Nobody is harmed by those words. Mm -hmm. And it's just messed up that the court of public opinion is what Disney went by. And they're doing it to save their own ass. And I get it. They're a big corporation and they, they would rather be risk adverse and they will be able to keep making those movies. And Yeah, the other side of the coin here is that if I would have zero interest in seeing a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 directed by somebody other than James Gunn. I mean, you even said that it was unsettling out. for you to watch the Guardians and Avengers. Yeah. I felt like it wasn't exactly, it wasn't my Guardians. It wasn't James. Like, I know that he probably had notes and was in on the process, but it still was a little bit different than what I was used to. And I know that I've been watching James Gunn's writing process as he's been writing volume three. And it was excited about that. He seems excited. And to think that like that, his story would be taken in somebody else's hands. It's just, that's upsetting and gross. I don't like it. Yeah. Whew. It's a tough one. And I I do it. Do we want to end this uh, conversation, though, with the fact that, like, there is an article going around today mm-hmm. that they're, they are thinking about reinstating him as director? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I as of right now, it's still up in the air. There's a couple. It, it, there's a, well, the, the thing that I read said it's coming down basically to one guy. Right. Yeah. And there's that a, guy's on vacation right now. <laughs> there's a couple <laughs> sources saying that it could happen. There was an article from Deadline that said it's unlikely to happen. Mm-hmm. If I had to take a guess, I say it's probably not going to happen because the firestorm, like the reaction, Disney just doesn't want to put up with it. Um, yeah. I would be, you know what? I would be happier if Kevin Feige at Marvel said, well, if they're not going to rehire James Gunn, we're just going to retire the Guardians movies and we're just not going to move forward. I with would be anymore. happier with that. Yeah. I think that would be the best thing because it would feel weird You've got an entire cast of people who's contractually obligated to do that movie. And mm-hmm. if you get the sense that none of them really want to do it, then what's the fucking point? At that point, what are you watching? You're not right. watching art. You're watching Disney making money. And I like I know that's what it all comes down to. But like, I don't I don't want to watch that. Like mm-hmm. that might be the first time I ever actually just don't go see a movie that I would mm-hmm. have seen in the first place. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a really complex thing. It sucks. Yeah, the soul would be taken out of the movie at that point. It'd be like a totally different thing. To yeah. Me. It'd be like seeing a Ghostbusters movie not directed by Paul Feig. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. Well, Abby, thank you for your open honesty. I, we didn't... 
the Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth thing is like kind of whatever. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, I hope that Chris Evans was doing that like as in character because that would make sense. <laughs> that he would have no, He's like, I Language. <laughs> Captain America would never file a pedophile on Twitter. Did I say file? Follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's right. good. Cool. Neither. He wouldn't do either. Why is Luke milking that thing, man? <laughs> what is it? All right. Y'all ready to move on? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Terminator. It's a new Terminator movie coming out. Directed by Tim Miller. Produced by James Cameron. Direct sequel to Terminator 2. Much like the new Halloween, they are ignoring everything after T2. Uh, the new picture featured a couple of the new ladies from the cast including the wonderful Linda Hamilton, who is back as Sarah Connor. Also, Natalia Reyes, who is playing a character named Danny Ramos, and Mackenzie Davis as Grace. Um, I'm not going to give my opinion yet. Abby, you saw the picture. We're not talking about the excitement of... Oh, wait, are we? Are we talking about the excitement of Terminator or just this image? Hopefully, if it's just this image... Well, I gave it it one fuck either way. cool. uh, Because I'd given so many fucks earlier. Go for it. But, yeah, this image looks poorly photoshopped. Uh, But Linda Hamilton looks very good and very tough. And I've seen... There were some other images that popped up earlier um, of her in this outfit, in this costume. She looks like very, very cool. Um, obviously she's a huge icon and I have looked up to her in that role for a long time. So I'm excited, but also cautious and like, who knows? Cause it's still, we've, we've, what we've seen from Terminator and from that franchise recently has just been shit. <laughs> so hopefully this is great. And I don't really know what to think other than I do respond well to this image. It looks very cool. I like, I like what I'm seeing. So. I'm a little bit worried because we've seen a couple images of Linda Hamilton, including this, and she's always wearing this getup. So <laughs> I hope it's not one of those deals where she's like in the first 20 minutes of the movie and then she like gets killed or something. That would feel really dumb. Probably is. But yeah. that, Probably God damn is. it. I mean, I don't She's, I don't know. I, I think she looks good in this picture too. Um, should I go ahead and give, uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I also, I also gave it one, uh, and kind of for the same reasons, like I feel like I would be more excited about it if the last three Terminator movies didn't exist. Um, it's cool, you know. They're going, they're 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 cutting. They're, this is this takes place right after T two, apparently, right? It's like a sequel to to T two. Well, I don't know um, if it takes place right after it, but it is it, it is a it's sequel a sequel to, to that. It's yeah. like pretending the other three. Like I don't know. Like I guess that's a step in the right direction. Bringing Linda Hamilton back instead of having her just like die off screen. Like that's a that's a step in the right direction. But yeah, also I don't have a whole lot of faith in what a Terminator film is going to be at this point. So I gave it one fuck. Uh, I do like. Is John Connor in this? Like, well, if we do we they, know who's playing John Connor or like that? There hasn't been any casting news for an adult John Connor. Lord knows we've had a plenty of them so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Bale and the dude from Planet of the Apes and all that. Uh, but uh, the only news is that there was a kid who was going to be a stand-in that they were going to have 1991 John Connor in this movie in some right. fashion. So. I think John Connor will be a part of it, but I don't know. It, seem, it hmm. seems weird to think that um, John Connor wouldn't be in it. I, I guess. I, I guess mean, I agree depends, with that. Yeah. I guess it depends on. I guess it depends on where what the timeline is like because I know yeah like yeah Linda Hamilton's, you know, one of the 
you know, she's the she's the she's the main character in the first film and and her and John Connor are in the second one. But like since then, the three films that have come since then have all been about John Connor because, you know, the, the, the timeline is that far ahead. But it's confusing. It's confusing what's happening. Who's the like main God, I hope there's an inside character of this film. I hope there's an inside joke at some point where like they're looking at a a list of missing people trying to find John Connor, and it's all the other actors who have played him. It's like Edward Furlong, Nick Stahl, Christian Bale, me. They put me in there. Um, I don't know, man. Like Tim Miller did the first Deadpool. That movie's great. It's cool that James Cameron is involved, but. This first official image is not what I was like when I I was expecting to see like kind of a a Cameron esque like dark with a blue tint like badass looking image from the movie of Linda Hamilton. Not whatever this is. This is yeah. looks like three individual images slapped together with a weird. It, well, background. it probably it probably is, but they're also I think they're also. How long, they haven't been filming it that long. Right, like, it just I, started. Filming, I read. Yeah. I read maybe yesterday or the day before that Arnold just started like filming his scenes for the film, and I, it wasn't very long ago that the first photos of Linda Hamilton on set started popping up. So I don't think they're very far into it. I think they just wanted to like. I think they just wanted to get something out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the Terminator movies. Uh, the first two are two of my favorite sci-fi action movies of all time. Uh, Abby, I know T2 holds a really special place in your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is why I think this image looks is evoking those feelings for me because uh, Sarah Connor's like got all of her like artillery and like uh, just she looks tough. She looks like she's ready to like go and she's got the aviators on and yeah. Oh, I like that. I fucking love her in Terminator 2. I think that she's a, like one of the strongest female characters, one of the best role models. Like, cause just, she's just fucking awesome. Yeah. I wish she was my mom. She's awesome. She kind of looks like my mom. I wish Linda Hamilton was my mom. Yeah, she's cool. great. You guys ready to move on to the next one? Yeah. Cool. Yep. Uh, I will be very excited for that first Terminator trailer. Hopefully we get it this fall. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Ready? Yes. Has mm-hmm. Tom Cruise seen a movie? Woo! <laughs> 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 Uh, to catch everybody up, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible Part 25 or whatever just came out. It's a lot of press, a lot of interviews. Uh, and this one peculiar thing came out. Um, and I'm going to read it verbatim so everybody can catch up. Um, okay. There's an interview with Tom Cruise. And the question was, do you have a most memorable movie-going experience? Here was his answer. Boy. That's hard to say because I can basically look at my whole life in terms of films I've seen. To name just one, there's so, so many films that have been memorable to me. I love movies. I can remember since I was a little kid going to the theater or the drive-in and what it meant to me. When the lights go down and I'm just taken on a journey, going to places that I didn't even know existed or different worlds that I wish were real, incredible adventures, drama, comedy, That's what I love. I love the cinema experience. I prefer it with a packed audience. That's what we dream about when we're making these films, too. Thinking of that group experience. There's nothing like it. Nothing like seeing it on a big screen with great sound and exactly the way it was meant to be. That has never changed for me. I love it. (laughs) That was Tom Cruise's answer to... 
Do you have a most memorable movie-going experience? Most. Implying that we want one. Specific yeah. one. Just one, say a fucking movie. Say a movie. One specific movie. So, uh, there was a Twitter, uh, a Twitter user, Ryan Perez, uh, tweeted that picture with, with the question that we used for our fuck budget. Has Tom Cruise seen a movie? Jake, <laughs> how many fucks do you give about this? I gave this two, and I kind of wish oh I gave God. this seven fucks, because God this is such it. a fascinating uh, uh, question to ponder. And if anybody else, like, if you ask this about any other actor, you would be like, well, if, or any other person in the world, you'd be yeah. like, yeah, of course they've seen a movie, even if they gave this answer. But with with it being <laughs> Tom Cruise... I can legitimately tell you, I think maybe he hasn't. And I and I don't think that would be surprising. Like that that answer is just like it's just like word vomit of like uh, uh, like like catchphrases or like buzzwords that he knows people use. comedy drama. <laughs> Yeah, this sounds like a commercial. It's like a fucking host on Westworld trying to have a conversation with you. Like, doesn't look like anything to me. (laughs) Exactly. He sounds like a fucking robot trying to pass a turning test. Yeah. He's like, it. I I can absolutely like. I I was talking. uh, I I was talking to you earlier, Craig, and I mentioned that I've read an article in the past about how there's this weird phenomenon that happens with uh, very famous people who have a lot of money, where sometimes because they have a lot of money or because they don't have to do things that other people do, they somehow become completely dumb to something that everyone else in the world like completely understands. Like, uh, uh, I don't have like a specific example, but like, uh, someone on that list was like, they have no clue what the internet is or how to use the internet because they're so famous. They've never had to touch a computer, you know, they've mm -hmm. never, uh, I, I've got one. There was another anecdote that came out this week. Um, it was, Well, it wasn't about Tom Cruise. It was about another famous actor. Oh, yeah. Tom fucking Cruise. <laughs> Judd Apatow was on Stephen Colbert this week telling a story about how during a meeting one time in 2004, Seth Rogen had to explain to Tom Cruise that internet pornography existed. Right. That he was yeah. so flabbergasted at the notion I think the quote he goes, wait, he said, Tom Cruise goes, wait a minute. You mean on the World Wide Web, you could watch adult films? That is exactly <laughs> what Jake is talking about. Somebody yeah. who's, it's not even just, like Tom Cruise specifically is so out of tune with what is happening in the real world. He's been for basic, arguably the biggest movie star in the world since 19... 19- 85 or whatever. Yeah. He is part of a religion that in mm. itself, Scientology is just way out there. Like, I don't want to get into a big debate about Scientology, but let's it's based just... based on a science fiction series. Yeah, let's just say the, the whole robot alien thing kind of feels like right up his alley because there's, there's like a distance in his eyes. And remember the whole thing where he's jumping on the couch on Oprah and all that stuff? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It's fucking he's a weird, weird. dude. It's yeah. weird. He's a weird dude. And like on top, that's why it would not surprise me. And on top of all that, like you mentioned that, uh, there's some interview at some point where he's being asked about, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Oh yeah. And, and he's being asked, uh-huh. you know, and, and he, and he just, he does the exact, he gives the exact same kind of answer. Yeah. Where he starts after talking he about did, how great Stanley Kubrick is, but he can't even name a specific movie, you know? Right. 
No, they asked him like because he was talking. He was like, he he mentioned after he did Eyes Wide Shut and how like well like, he did say they screened the movie for him. So we know for a fact Tom Cruise has seen Eyes Wide he's Shut. He's at least seen Eyes Wide Shut. Let's mm-hmm. hope he's at least seen his own movie. What but, do you think your world is like if the only movie you've ever seen in your entire fucking life is Eyes Wide Shut? Dude, disappointing. You hate movies, maybe. <laughs> yes, Abby. How many fucks did you give about this? All right. I didn't have very many fucks left to give, so I gave zero fucks to this. Um, But I saw, like, a People magazine cover that Tom Cruise is on right now that was, like, inside the life of Tom Cruise. And I was like, I bet when you open it that page up, it's just, like, his house is just, like, all white walls and, like, static television and, like, books without words in them because (laughs) it doesn't seem real. And I know that Scientology is like that. Like, I just imagine he's, like... His, he just gets ushered up to that top floor of the Scientology building and, like, doesn't see or, like, he's not accustomed to normal, regular life stuff. So, it, yeah, it's weird as fuck. And I don't think he has seen a movie, at least definitely not the, the average amount, like, that a normal person would have seen at this no, point. There's no, there's no way. his own, but... Yeah. There was another article from a couple of years ago because somebody started doing an investigation of whether or not Tom Cruise had seen a movie. And it was almost like the, the interviewer led with a leading question was like, so have you taken the kids to see Harry Potter? And he <laughs> responded with, yes, I did take the kids to see the Harry Potter movie. Loved it. And it's like, that's which, it? Which one? That's it. That's all that's you can it. say. Any You're an actor. Characters sure. Or? You would think an actor watching a movie would have an opinion on it other than, yes, I saw it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's... It's bizarre, It right? is bizarre. Um, so, I, I, want, I want a documentary just about Tom Cruise. Like, mm-hmm. he just seems... I don't know, man. He just seems so weird and, you know, eccentric. I just want to... I just want to know more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I like Tom Cruise. I, I, need to I don't know if dislike Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I need to know if Tom Cruise has seen Jaws. I don't think so, dude. All right, all right, all right, Abby. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Tom Cruise right quick. Okay? okay, you're gonna be the interviewer. All right, ask me if I've ever seen the movie Jaws. All right, Tom, you got this new Mission Impossible coming out. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm really if, excited about uh, it. Yeah. It's the 42nd anniversary uh, of Jaws. Okay, is it also uh-huh. great. Sure. What do you think of that movie? Um, uh, Have you ever seen any memories of seeing it? Oh, well, um, Jaws, you know, when I think to think when you think about Jaws and you think about what that means to people and the way that they view it and the way, you know, it's an experience. Right. And when you have an experience uh, like Jaws and, you know, you're there and you're seeing it and you're hearing it and you're feeling it and you're, you know, you're with with a big crowd and uh, it's Jaws and that's Jaws to me. And I think that's Jaws to a lot of people because. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. We're going to get back with Tom in a little bit. I'm going to take you off. I can imagine like, that fuck? every question is like, like, hey, Tom, have you seen Jurassic Park? And he's like, dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I don't even think he, I don't I don't think he knows, knows that there's that. dinosaurs. He would be like he the Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Park film. Yeah. I, I think I went to that park once. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, I've been to that park. One of my, my friends, Steve, it. made that movie. It almost felt. Like, can I? Can I just say something? Real talk. His answer to that question felt like a Donald Trump answer to a question. It felt political. Where you're like, yeah. oh, he has no idea what you're talking about. And to me, just- to me, that question seems like maybe Tom Cruise was very like maybe this answers a lot of questions about how Tom Cruise still looks as good as he does and you know is still as popular 
maybe he maybe Tom Cruise is dead. And that is not Tom Cruise. That is some sort of machine that he has put his brain into or something. And it and it has to work quickly to answer questions. And it just does. It knows how to run. And runs, jump out of things. Jumps out of airplanes. And, because it's that's fearless. what Tom Cruise needs to know. But you can't ask it questions. No. It can't think. It can do. Yeah. I am obsessed with this new idea. With the yes, have some theory. Tom Cruise robot. <laughs> that Tom Cruise is not Tom Cruise. He has been taken. Hey, Something you know what happened. though? Yeah. I don't know if we should start digging down this hole. Could be risky business. Ooh. <laughs> You know? Yeah. But to me, it feels like an impossible mission to even get to the we, bottom of I it. I need a cocktail. Hey, hey. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you say, Abby? I said, I need a cocktail. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey. oh boy. Okay. Just, you know, we're just probably going to have to get out the, the top guns first. Oh, nice. Got the top guns. That's it. That's yeah. One. Anything <sighs> else? Any other ones, guys? I'm trying to. I can't think I, of other fucking Yeah, doctors. I mean. Uh, oh, it's, it's like a War of the Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good oh, one. God. By the way, it's getting late. We're on the edge of tomorrow. Yes. Holy shit. What was the alternate name for that movie? Live, Ground Die, up. Repeat? <laughs> yeah. We can, we can do that too. Yeah. Okay. Holy fucking. This was great. This the was great. God. People think stuff. we're like, oh my God. We're like. Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> Fuck budget. Rain Man. Whoa. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. All right. Moving on. The Tom Cruise movie pun game was brought to you by Patreon. The brand new Patreon. Okay, I'm not going to do that. By the way, congratulations to all of our uh, Yes Have Some Patreon folks because that bonus episode, I love it. Congratulations for listening to us. You guys ready to find this fuck budget? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, yes. All right. Cloverfield has a fan film. It was only a matter of time before people started taking Cloverfield into their own hands. Um... (laughs) This director, uh, Greg Strauss, released a five-minute short film called Megan that is being billed as a proof of concept. Uh, it takes place within the Cloverfield universe. And um, we watched it. Abigail Gardner, when it comes to the Cloverfield fan film Megan, how many fucks do you give? I've only got two fucks left to give, so I'm giving one of them to this fan film. I like this trailer more than Aquaman and more than Venom and more than Shazam. Because it was really good. It was really surprisingly good. Like, the character development is great. Like, right off the bat, you are paying attention to that female character. And then the shit that happens, like, very quickly, because it's only five minutes long, is very interesting and well shot and well acted and cool. And I liked it. And I want to see this movie. So I give it one fuck. Give it one fuck. Yeah. Jake? Yeah, I gave it two. I, I agree with Abby. Everything like looked great. I'm a little confused though. Is like, is this something they're trying to make a feature length film of, or is this it? Is it just a five minute like, hey, here's a cool little fun Cloverfield thing we made? Because I, yeah. what? I mean, I don't know. I, I think like usually when you hear proof of concept, it is uh, an independently made like. So you know how, like, the way film studios go, you can't really, you can't just submit, like, let's say you made uh, or wrote a script for a new Batman movie. You can't just send it to Warner Brothers because there's a lot of legal 
ramifications if they were to take some of your ideas. Yeah, they can't just just read it. You can't like like solicit materials or whatever. So to me, this guy's probably a huge Cloverfield fan. He made a really good looking five minute short film and he's trying to get the attention of Bad Robot and J.J. Abrams. So he's just releasing it. Because right. it's not like he could. They're not going to look at it if he sends it to him. Yeah, that that's the only thing is just like if you if you look at this as a like, hey, here's what we can do. We want to do more with this. Then it's great. But yeah. if you look at this as this is a complete thing, uh, then it's not as great because it's not like anything new. It's not like a real. There's not much. You know, it's five minutes, so it's right. not like it. It is shot very well. It's like it looks very professional. It looks a step above most fan films. There's a, you know, you, they, they, they pull together both uh, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane with this character is supposedly the daughter of John Goodman's character. There's the aliens. They show you, you know, the monster is in it. They like, they touch all the bases, uh, but that's it. It's just like, here, here's everything. This is over. Um, I like how Jake it, just it, made uh, Jake just said touch all the bases, which was the second baseball reference of this episode. I love uh, it. Is that a baseball <laughs> reference? I, just I didn't thought that think that about was baseball a... when he said touch bases. I was thinking about something else. Yeah, um, what do you think about James Gunn? <laughs> 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 Whoa. I, I think it was very well done. Uh, it was well done. At the end of the day, it's a fan film. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's better than any Ghostbusters fan film. I, I feel like. I feel like it's one of those things like no, people, right, people uh, I think people who like the Cloverfield movies, I think they're probably ready to see a big monster movie that features the Cloverfield monster that's not I a found agree, I agree movie. with that. I think yeah, that's what I he agree. was saying. Like, let me make an all-out monster. Because, like, there were shades of, like, Godzilla in this, like, the way that this was laid out. Yeah. The helicopter with the military. There yeah. was things that felt like 2014 Godzilla. Right, mm-hmm. right. But... It was really well done. The acting was like fine. Like it, it was on par for what you would see in like uh, a Netflix kind of movie or whatever. It was better than like a sci-fi channel type of thing. Um, you could tell money and time was put into it. Uh, yeah, even though it's sure. only five or six minutes, there, so much work goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I kind of enjoyed it. I think it's cool that we're, we live in a time where, you know, People submit their own. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Friday the Thirteenth fan film, Never Hike Alone. Like that was just a really that was a really cool thing. Um, Will this turn into anything? Who knows? Probably more than likely not. But maybe it gets this guy's name out there, and it gets him some attention, and he can. I mean, that's how that's that's how there are there have been directors that uh you know have been discovered that way so like it's not out of, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility yeah. yeah and also like you know we've talked about it before anything can be a cloverfield movie mm-hmm. like so he anyone can make a cloverfield movie yeah you could do it too uh i don't know i i thought it was cool like as far as like connecting it to the other movies like you know, you see the monster step on him or whatever. The cool shot at the end of, like, you see Los Angeles with the big ship or whatever. Like, it was cool. It was well done. And uh, I, I love that we, like I said, I love that we live in a time where these kinds of things exist. So uh, right. definitely go check it out. It was We found the link off Bloody Disgusting, but I'm sure it's floating on a couple different websites out there. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. Cool. Anything else or we'll move on to the last fuck budget here? That's it. Let's do it. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Star Wars Episode Nine started filming this week. It is officially underway. They're calling it the final chapter of the Star, you know, the Skywalker saga. Uh, a press release came out announcing the cast. Billy D. Williams is back. We knew that. Mark Hamill is back. We figured that, but they've officially confirmed that Mark Hamill will be reprising the role of Luke Skywalker. And it was announced that Carrie Fisher, uh, Princess Leia, will be in the movie. It will not be a digitized version. They are going to be uh, utilizing already uh, shot footage from Episode 7. They've got the blessing from Carrie Fisher's family. It's not like they're just... I'm sure people, there's got to be people out there like, oh, that's so fucked up. I hate J.J. Abrams and fucking money grab. Like, They're not doing no. Back to the Future 2 with yeah, this. It's, yeah, this is, fucking... Crispin Glover is not involved in this situation. Um, although if they brought in Crispin Glover to play Princess Leia, I think that'd be kind of cool. Having said that... <laughs> be kind of cool. J.J. Abrams released an image from uh, the first day on set today. It was kind of a blurry image, but you could see like Finn, Chewie, and Ray mm-hmm. sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Abigail Gardner, when it comes to Carrie Fisher being back in what will be her final role in Episode Nine, Star Wars starting to film. How many fucks do you give? I only have one fuck left, and I'm giving it to this category. Although I wish I could do this in your voice, that you've developed the new... Um, the new... The angry Star The guy Wars who doesn't fan. like Last Jedi? Yeah, but no, I actually... I don't mind this at all. Um, if we're going to have Princess Leia return in some capacity, I'd prefer it being using original footage like with her in it unused footage from the force awakens that that'll be fine i mean we've talked at length about how disappointed and and confused at least i know i am and was by the last jedi so knowing that jj abrams is taking this under his wing and and has co-written and is directing and is using actual footage of carrie um that's that's great i think it's gonna i hope it's great i hope it's fan fucking tastic there was also a rumor this week that they brought in george lucas to consult on the script that is a true rumor i don't a even true know rumor. what does that, that mean yet. at this it's point nothing. it's like who gives a fuck do whatever you want like you can't make it worse so okay. yeah that's how i feel there you go jacob walsh yeah i gave it a i gave it two um I, I'm in a I'm in a weird place with Star Wars Jake, at this point. I, I, want, I want you guys to talk about your feelings here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not like in the best. Star Wars has to. Uh, they're they're in a downswing, I think, and and they need to 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 make it up to me. So I'm not I'm not quite like th- th- this kind of uh, just the fact that I started filming. Like, yeah, I'm excited about it. I hope it's good. I I, I hope I come out feeling better about this movie than I did with the last two. And I hope that this movie maybe makes me um, see that maybe uh, the last film fits better in the trilogy. You know what I mean? Like maybe this needs to happen to make the whole thing feel right. But uh, the rest of the, the rest of the announcement isn't anything like, uh, I mean, we already knew about Billy D Williams. We figured like, of course, Luke Skywalker was going to be in it. Uh, the Carrie Fisher thing, I think that's I think that's a great way to go. The only thing is that it, it makes me wonder how much extra footage do they have of her? Like, they have enough extra footage from another movie to give her an entire plot? Or is it going to be like a quick... That is weird to me. That I'm confused about. Mm-hmm. I, I still agree oh, with you, Abby, that I'd rather... 
I still agree with you that if we're going to have her, I, I'd rather it be th- in this way. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I wonder, there can't be that much extra footage that fits into a totally different movie than what it was shot for that would make sense. It feels to me like she's barely going to, she's still, she might barely be in this. I think it will be probably handled the most carefully of like anything in this movie. I have a feeling yeah, that yeah, you're right. fuck it up. So I, I'm hoping, I almost wouldn't want more because I feel like with more it could get weird. So Yeah. I yeah, think like, right. I would but not, ex- sorry Jake, go for it. No. Okay, I was just going to say like, I, I agree with you, but like, you feel like you want the last movie that's the last movie that's going to have, you know, Leia and Luke. And yeah. this is going to be the last time you see these characters. So you want whatever their ending is to be something special. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there can, what are the odds that they have filmed, they have something filmed that's going to be a nice you know, feel good send off to this character. No, it's going to be like her talking about something. You know what I mean? It's going to yeah. be like her talking about like uh, maneuvers or fucking yeah. getting I, like, I, what can it be? That's I will I'm say saying. this like, right now. I am a hundred percent against this move. I, I what? think that whether or not you love the last Jedi or not, the embrace between Luke and Leia at the end of that movie. That's what I was just thinking that they're going to pull from some. Would have been for me, because we got to think here. It's really weird in your head to kind of dissect the difference of finding closure with Carrie Fisher and finding closure with the character of Princess Leia. Yeah. Um, I think that we have seen Leia, like she's gone as far as she can go. She fought the good fight her entire existence. I just think that it would have been the safest thing to do. Because if 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 it is a very small part, if it does feel like kind of a throw-in, it's going to feel, like Jake said, it's just going to feel a little strange that we've lived with Princess Leia for over 40 a years. A little cheap. She played a decent-sized part in Force Awakens, a much bigger part in The Last Jedi. And to, if she, if the if the final chapter... And I think this is where the misstep happened. And this is something I feel pretty strongly about. The entire... The goal of this series... And I think this is where Star Wars fans really need to take a look in the mirror, too. The goal of the sequel trilogy was to pass the torch and to continue to tell, uh, you know... To use the Skywalker saga as a background to start telling this new story. And I think all of us are guilty to a certain extent to be so attached and so much wanting to see the continuation of those characters that we loved so much. Because unlike almost any other franchise ever, they fucking knocked it out of the park in my opinion. Like we saw Han Solo be Han Solo and we got to see Leia and Luke and like it's almost like... I like Ray and Kylo and all that, but I just will never care as much about them as I do about these original characters. So I think J.J. Abrams, uh, he wrote, he co-wrote the movie with Chris Terrio. These are talented guys. I don't think this movie is going to be very risky. I think they're going to try to do the most satisfying conclusion possible. 
And I think that they determined that including Leia in some way, shape, or form will be satisfying for the core Star Wars audience. But I honestly don't know what to expect out of this movie in general because is are we waiting for the... It, you know how you waited for that final battle between Luke and Darth Vader? And it was just like, yeah. oh my God. Like, they, Luke found out that Darth Vader was his dad. Darth caught his hand off. It was kind of like, you know, pro wrestling, when there's a buildup to a big pay-per-view. Like, they tease the, the altercation between, like, Brock Lesnar and fucking whoever, Roman yeah. Reigns, to use mm-hmm. modern wrestling terms, or, or, you know, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. And they they never quite fight, and then they almost fight, but it kind of gets broken up, and you're just mm-hmm. waiting for that payoff. Yes. I just feel like I've already seen Kylo Ren and Rey go at it once in Force Awakens. I've seen them... Con- work together. Work together, and then do the kind of like... The tease that they could get back. Like, I've, I've seen them. I, I'm not... Because I don't know... I still don't know what Kylo Ren's endgame is. I That's don't what know, I'm saying. I don't that, know what or, his... That's what the problem is, is because in the original trilogy, it was very clear who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. And it was like that for three films and you knew what you were looking forward to. But in this series, they have done so. So like (sighs) Force Awakens set it up for you to know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. But then The Last Jedi tried to be sneaky and tried to make you think. Oh, we could flip. He could he could be a good guy. Oh, oh all of a sudden we're gonna kill Snoke, who who you think is the ultimate bad guy. So yeah. like, it kind of kills that momentum of like the build up to the final battle because now it's like, well, who's it even gonna be with? Who yeah. who's this final battle even? Versing it could be who? fucking. Yeah. Who care? Who's it gonna right. be at this? Because it's like they're not gonna introduce another new character. That's what I no, was like, you can't. Yeah. And Who's the greatest evil that they're if they all have to and, and it's such a tough situation because if they retcon anything, it's going to feel cheap. And I I I've defended The Last Jedi. There's a lot of that movie I really enjoy. It was one of my favorite movies last year, but that's because I'm a fucking uh uh I the just seeing Luke Skywalker I was like, Oh, that's enough for me. I love it. I don't you know? I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna retcon anything, but I think I think maybe this movie's gonna going to start off and be a good bit of years in the future you know it might be years ahead and i think they're going to let time be the retcon and maybe Ah, this movie maybe they're going to be like okay it's been five years since the last jedi uh kylo is a fucking awful piece of shit now you know what i mean like maybe he's a legit badass he is a legit that he is Mm -hmm. darth vader at this point and i think that's one of the things that people always forget when people complain and go, dude, Kylo's nothing like Darth Vader. It's like, yeah, but look at Hayden Christensen. He's a lot like Darth Vader. We just were introduced to Darth Vader as a complete package. We yeah. didn't watch him grow into that character until much later. And they chose to introduce Kylo Ren to us at a time. It was kind of weird because Force Awakens starts... And you feel like he's Darth Vader, and then he takes his helmet off, and you realize, like, oh, he's full of conflict, and he's just super emo, and, like, all of that stuff. Like, stuff we've talked about a million times. So, yeah. having said all that, I think J.J. Abrams has a monumental focus 
Woo, two podcasts. I'm stumbling, guys. <laughs> he has a monumental task. I was thinking of hot Hannah Montana. He has a Hannah Montana in front of him. J.J. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Abrams has a tough task to try. I, and I think it would be dangerous for him to try to make a movie that pleases the fans. I think J.J. just needs to go in and make the movie that he wants to make. And we should trust that. And a lot... The one thing that differs with you guys a little bit and me from a lot of... There are people who hate The Force Awakens. There are people who go, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, garbage. I don't count them. I don't love them. I don't look at them. They don't mean anything to me. I have a friend who refers to that. Well, I wouldn't say friend. Someone I know refers to it as the one with the girl. So yeah, there's people who hate Um, it. So, and we all love The Force Awakens. Jake, you've said multiple times that it might be your favorite Star Wars movie. So we're we're it's not like we're being closed-minded and I do have pro- some issues with The Last Jedi. I've cooled on it a little bit over time. My issues are not the same as a lot of people's issues. I, But we've talked about that in depth before. So I'm very interested. Listen, we're all going to be there on opening night. We're all going to have emotional reactions to the mm-hmm. end of this saga. And Star Wars is going to be here for a long time. So I'm sure down the road we'll be looking at episodes 10, 11, 12 and all that. But for now, you know, this will be some closure and I just hope that they can do something that is entertaining and satisfying. That's it. Mm-hmm. So well, I give well, it two well. fucks. All right. I'm all um, out of fucks. We're all out of fucks. Uh, we're going to wrap up. Jake, I don't know if you saw this news. Bonus fuck budget. They're rebooting Alf. All right. They're bringing Alf back. Okay. Do it. Who cares? I guess when Alf ended, he ended Me, up at Is that Eric. what Kevin Smith's going to do? Is that his reboot? Is that his big thing? Oh, my God. Uh, no, I guess when Alf, the season finale of Alf in, like, 1989 or whatever, saw him, like, taken to Area 51. Was not, it was not a happy ending, yeah. So uh, the rumor is that the reboot is going to be he, he gets out of Area 51 in 2018, and it's Alf reacting to how much the world has changed. Okay. That sounds amazing. To I yeah. love it. Fuck That's it. Gr- so, it's, so it's like it's in continuity. Yeah. I like so that. It's go- I love – so like when I, I – when you, when you say Alf reboot, I'm like, okay, so he's going to look different. It's going to be a different like – it's not the – yeah, be, I, I'm down for that for down sure. For that. Let's cool. do that. Cool. Nice. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up, folks. We had a lot of fun tonight. Thank you for sticking around for two episodes. Episode 109 and 110 are in the books. For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg, and I'm here to remind you that you can find us on social media, all of your favorite social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yes, have some podcasts at YHS Podcast. The preferred hashtag of Yes, have some podcasts is hashtag YHS Podcast. So if you want to... uh, Say hi to us or have us look at something or tag us. Use hashtag YHS podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Scram! And then scram. Then get out of there. That's all I got, folks. (laughs) We'll be back next week with more episodes. We've got more bonus episodes coming to the Patreon feed. We've got Dragon Con coming up. We've got a lot of big plans for the YHS VHS Club as well as the YHS Collectors Club. We've got our very first YHS newsletter going out to all $5 and up patrons next month. We've got the Collector's Club box going out next month. We've got the YHS VHS Club box going out this month. We're Ooh. not going to reveal what movie we're doing a commentary for first, mm. but... Uh, you probably know already. That's <laughs> all we're going to say. It won't be a hard guess. It's not, it's not too hard. No I'm, more hints. No more I, hints. I will say something no I more regret. Say something. You'll no, say something. nothing. Okay, more. cool. For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name's Craig Goldberg saying, Listen, man. 
All right, they go to the casino planet, okay? <laughs> Why'd they park there? <laughs> Poor Finn. God. <sighs> Finn is like the biggest downgrade from one movie to another that I've Dude, ever seen. Dude, when he's like fumbling around with all the like cords and like things popping out of him, I feel so bad. And <sighs> That's all right. Until next time. It's going to be all right, though. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Bye, everybody. We're going to be Later. all right. Later, y'all.